Okay, so we're live. So this is really exciting. Welcome to the first episode of the Digital Commando Show. So for those guys that are working from home at the minute, or obviously we're going through a bit of a bit of a turmoil time, a bit of, everything's a bit different at the minute. Um, I wanted to put this show together to bring in some experts and give us their advice and their expertise in different areas. So obviously we've posted what we're going to be covering for the week and we spoke on that uh, briefly yesterday. But today I've got three fantastic guests for you. Um, so guys, please comment in the notes and let me know that you can hear us okay. Uh, this is the first time using this software with a group. So um, your feedback would be really appreciated. Um, but yeah, what we're going to be talking today is we're going to be looking at positive mindset. Then we'll be looking at optimism and how to see opportunities in this time. And then also we're going to cover how to stay productive at home. So for those that aren't used to working from home, um, we're going to get some fantastic tips on that as well from some experts that are here. So without further ado, I'm going to bring them in now. Let's bring them in. So guys, here are my guests for the day. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hi. So with us, I'll, I'll let them all introduce themselves because that's probably easier than me trying to do it anyway. So we start off with Hayley. Hayley, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone, please? Lovely. So, uh, yes, my name's Hayley Smith and I run Myriad Business Services. Uh, so I am a small business consultant and uh, a virtual assistant and an event planner. Sounds like a mouthful, I know, but actually they are roughly the same thing. Uh, they all involve a lot of project management. Um, but what I mainly do is I work with companies uh, looking at the big picture in their business, helping them create sales and marketing strategies and uh, looking at those opportunities to create more brand visibility, um, become an expert in their field and be picked up, say, on, on shows like this um, or in magazines and things like that. So hi, everybody. Superb. Thank you very much, Hayley. So if we jump over to Rachel, please. Hi everyone, so I'm Rachel, I'm Focus Guru. What I do is I help you to be accountable to doing little tasks, identifying little tasks and prioritising little tasks into the order they, that you need them to be to make your business grow and to move you forwards. There's many different ways of doing this and I'll be touching on those later. Awesome, thank you Rachel. And then last but not least, my man Jay. Hey, my name is Jay Unwin and I am a, uh, a habits and mindset and routines coach. So basically what I do is I help people level up their mental and physical fitness, which is more important now than ever, by changing their daily habits and daily routines uh, to support them in their goals. Absolutely awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining me. Great to have you all on the show. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of get into this. Um, so hopefully what we'll try and do is we'll get the kind of the insights from each of you in in the different areas and obviously the, the posts are coming in um can you guys see the comments on the right hand side or not yeah no so that might just be me so if we get any uh, questions coming in so for guys that are watching got, if you do have questions sorry rachel I'm, yeah yeah i've got it now i've just realized i was just in private chat Oh, that's cool. Yep. So we, we can see the comments coming in. So anybody who's watching, if you have got questions for anybody here, then feel free to drop them on and we'll try and answer them as we go. So to start off with, then, I suppose we, one of the first things we we're going to look at was positive mindset. Now, a lot of people, especially across Facebook, 
have been talking about this over the last few days and how um, it is quite a, a dark time for lots of people. There is lots of changes happening in the world at the minute. Um, so it's really like, how do you kind of keep yourself uh, positive and driven at this time? So Haley, would you like to give us kind of a bit of insight for how you do it first? Uh, yeah, so basically what I've done, so I'm sure the same as everybody, I've had a drop off in, in my work because the whole business sector has gone into a bit of a shock system where everyone's stopping spending and things like that. So that's left me with a lot of free time. Um, also with a nine-year-old to homeschool as well. But the way I've kept positive is by making myself basically all a list of all those things that I want to do in my business. Is there anything that I can offer to anybody that I can do online? Um, and then I've done research into different techniques and things like that, of ways I can help. And then I've actually gone away and I've sort of written articles. Um, I've gone out and engaged with people to find out what they're worrying about. Is there any information that I can help with? And just really keeping sort of on the ball with what's going on around me, um, as well as keeping in the moment, taking nice regular breaks um, and, and just looking after myself as well. So if I think I need some time out, actually go and sort of write a bit of my novel, sort of sit with a glass of wine and sort of come away from it. Switching off the news is a really good idea as well. Don't look at everything that what's going on right now. So it's really just keeping that positivity in yourself because else you're gonna, it's gonna affect the way you feel in general and it'll affect sort of the work you're doing, so. Yeah, I think that's a really good insight. It was, it was quite interesting. I was in a, um, a coaching session room. I've been a book club uh, with a coach called um, Kevin Riley, a uh, fantastic guy. And one of the things that he said to uh, well, to the group actually um, a couple of weeks ago was that, um, and it, it really resonated with me. I think it, is, it might be from a book, um, which was about when you're having that, some people say, oh, I'm having a really bad day. And he said, there's no such thing as a bad day. There's just bad moments. Um, and it's about getting yourself out of that to go and do something like you've just said there, maybe to pull yourself away from maybe what you've been doing on a normal day-to-day -day basis and then jump into writing your book. Um, so something that kind of pulls you out of one situation and puts you into another. Um, and there's lots of different different ways of doing that as well. Um, I know that for me, like if I'm having a, if I feel like I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to go right. If I can, and I'm in a situation too, I'll put everything down and go. Do you know what? I'm just going to like go snowboarding for the day or something because I know that makes me feel better. Uh, not really a situation that we can do right now, but there are lots of things from home that obviously we we can kind of jump into, isn't there? Um, so Rachel, do you want to give us a bit of feedback from yourself? Fine. So um, what do I do to stay positive? There's lots of different things you can do. Um, one thing is look out for the positive posts that are out there. I shared one this morning that I absolutely love. And the quote is, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. So what can you do to learn to dance in the rain to keep yourself positive, to move yourself forwards. One of the best things you can do is not have a to-do list. Because with a to-do list, all your brain focuses on is everything that you haven't crossed off and that you haven't done. Whereas if you call it an achievement list, your brain will automatically focus on everything that you have crossed off. So that then sets you up to be positive rather than negative. Little simple changes like that are really effective when you're working from home. And as has been said before, do allow yourself breaks. 
you don't have to set a com computer screen between nine and five and have three quarters an hour for lunch and 10 minute break in the morning, 10 minute break in the afternoon. That's not the way to work. Make sure you work when you want to work and make sure when you don't feel like working, don't think you're working if you sit there and scroll through Facebook for half an hour because that's not working and the chances are that will just drain you. So top tip, achievement list, not to-do list. Find positive quotes, take breaks when you need it and get outside in the fresh air. Yeah. I love that, and this is this isn't even we haven't pr spoke about this previously. Like that that quote that you mentioned is one of my favourite quotes. Like I don't have any tattoos, which shocks people, but my mum is my mum is the first person that tells everyone, "Hi, this is my son Stefan, and he doesn't have any tattoos." Um, but I almost got that quote tattooed on me a few years ago, just because it always really resonated with me. I think it's a fantastic quote, um, and I just imagine dancing in the rain is quite fun as well. Anyway. Um, I, I didn't so, come across that quote no. until today. Oh, really? No it's, no, it's a really good quote. I actually do have a friend that has tattooed it on herself. Um, yeah, and I was very tempted to do the same. Jay, so this is this is somewhat an area that you're absolutely superb in. So, um, yeah, tell us what you know. So, I think my biggest my biggest piece of guidance for anyone encompasses a lot of what um, what the guys have already said because. There's a huge amount of uncertainty. I mean, we keep saying this um, a lot of the time. There's a huge amount of uncertainty at the moment. There's a lot of upheaval and all the rest of it. However, that's pretty much the case at any stage in life in the world. There is always a huge amount of uncertainty. There is always a huge amount of upheaval. It just happens to be the scale that it's at at the moment. And often the feeling of despair, the feeling of upset, overwhelm, anger, whatever it is that people are feeling at the moment, is down to that feeling of being out of control. And so what I would say the best thing to do in order to keep yourself on track, in order to kind of bring your bring your mood up, bring your energy up um, and feel more, I'm, I'm not big on positive and negative because it, uh, it seems a bit kind of binary where it's actually a massively sliding scale and some things which some people would consider negative are actually very necessary. However, if you want to get yourself onto a better track, I would say focus on the things you can control. And so the guys have already said about some specific things that you can that you can control and specific things you can do. So I'm not going to add to that in an, in any necessarily uh, kind of specific instances of things that you can do. But look at what you can control. And the thing that you can always control is your decisions, your actions, your behaviours. That's something that you will always have control over regardless of external circumstance so it doesn't matter what's going on outside doesn't matter what is what chaos is is ensuing in the world you always have the ability to make decisions the ability to make choices and choose uh, how you're going to respond to that so look at what you can control and i say start with your morning routine start with getting up at a certain time and all of those kind of things but look at your particular life and what you can take control of, the decisions you can make, rather than getting caught up in all of the stuff that you have no control over. I think they're fantastic points. And I saw um, an amazing testimonial for you earlier in the week from, I won't, I won't drop them in actually, I won't, I won't say who it was in case they wouldn't want me to, uh, but there was a lady that was part of the 4N network that I think you've been working with and coaching, um, who's got some fantastic results from just some of those things that you've just mentioned there by getting up earlier in the morning, by um, setting your mindset right and things like that. So 
I think, yeah, those points uh, are, are absolutely great and, yeah, highly recommended. And I, I can see that it's obviously working for people already. Yep. Uh, so we jump across then. Opportunity and optimism. Now, I have been on occasion called like the most optimistic man in the UK because I see the bright side on, on in every negative situation. I can always flip it and go, but... Oh, are we back again? Looks like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite sure what happened there, but we are back. So we'll start. We'll try. Hopefully that won't happen again. Um, so optimism and opportunity. Obviously, I try and stay optimistic at all times. And at this point, obviously, with lots of things changing, it's always good to try and seek out opportunities. Now, there's a lot of um, stigma around this at the minute that I'm seeing where people are maybe a little bit afraid to sell products um, or they don't want to come across in a way that they're taking advantage of what is a terrible situation. But at the end of the day, everybody still has to run a business and there is opportunities. So one of the things that we've done um, at Sigma is obviously we work with lots of clients and we've seen a downturn with a number of clients that may work in like travel, tourism and things like that because no one's traveling at the minute. So they're obviously having um, a bad time. That has a knock on effect to us. And we had to look at what can we do for the business, um, which is obviously we're great at digital marketing. So we wanted to teach people how to do that. And we've set up our the online Digital Commando Academy course, which is launching next week. So we've kind of adapted. Now, now this is not something we've kind of gone, right, there's coronavirus. So we need to give something to people that where they can work from home. Naturally, it's taken us about a year to make this course. And it was always in the pipeline to launch. But now it seems like it's a good thing to for us to put out there. But there was that element, I know definitely for me, that element of a little, I suppose, some fear behind are people going to see this as us trying to make a quick buck off what is a bad situation, which I don't think is the case. But it would be good to get you feedback from you guys as to have you innovated in any way? Have you noticed any opportunities and how you think um, how you can kind of sell your products and continue to sell as a business even during this or during this kind of time. So, um, Haley, do you want to go first? Okay. So, actually, I wrote a LinkedIn article about this very thing the uh, last week. Um, basically, to sell or not to sell—that's the question. Because I am seeing a lot of people going, "Oh, is it? Am I being too crass? Am I, you know, am I? Do I look like I'm doing a bad thing just because I'm trying to sell my business?" And I just said, no, you're not actually. You, you kind of have to remember at the end of the day, PR is a long-term goal. Um, you have to carry on what you're doing because when we come out of this, the ones who've stopped all their marketing and everything like that, they're not. people aren't going to remember them at the end of this when we do have to get back to normal and we do start ramping things up and people going out again. So you've got to remember that actually you've got to carry on as normal. It, you're not taking advantage of the situation. Yes, there are people out there that are, shall we say, profiteering um, in a way that which people are jumping on those. You know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there have been some in the news. Um, but 
it, it's just about carrying on as normal. And like you said, you know, it's just making sure that you, you are adapting. Because, I mean, I, I've always wanted to do an online course. And it was something I was going to start working on this year, ready to launch next year. Well, because of this, I now have a lot more time on my hands. So I am working on that more now. And I'll probably release it earlier than I thought. And there's also a business workbook that I'm working on. So I'll probably finish that earlier than I thought. But that's more because I have more free time for my business now rather than going out networking all the time or going off and seeing clients. So I think it's not a bad thing to adapt your business based on the situation that we're having. Just make sure that you have got everything right before launching. Don't just rush into it because you need the business. Make sure all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted and make sure it's worth launching and it's worth something that your target audience really want. Well, that, yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. I think you highlighted something really great there, which was, um, I think when I talk about opportunities, I was kind of talking about from a, a business perspective and selling, but you've, you've touched on a really good point, which is opportunities inside the business um, and looking at things that you can do internally that maybe you didn't have time to do before. Um, and there's always that level of people that are in a business, especially small businesses, where you're consistently working, working, working now might be the opportunity where you can take a bit of a step back, look at working on the business rather than in the business. So I think that's some, some great points there. Let's jump over to Rachel. So I find it quite interesting that I'm almost the opposite to Hayley in the fact that Hayley said, you know, now she's not going out networking. I'm finding this is a massive opportunity to get out networking in those areas that I wouldn't normally have been able to get to because the travel to get there was prohibited. The time to get there would be prohibitive. So, for example, this afternoon I'm going networking in Scotland. Tomorrow I'm networking in the Southwest Midlands and then I'm networking in Dorset. On Wednesday I'm running a Northwest networking group. On Thursday I'm networking in the Northwest and I haven't decided where in the country I'm going on Friday. The opportunities out there to get your name out there, to get what you do out there at the moment are huge. Um, and if you use them and use them rightly and follow up, that's where your inspiration comes from what you can offer out. So for example, I had a one-to-one -one with somebody last week who I wouldn't normally have met. And we were having a chat about what we were doing. And I was saying that I was doing some Excel training for uh, team members on this online networking who aren't confident in Excel. And he said, put that out there to your community, because he said, I wouldn't even know how to do a thing where it adds it all up by itself. And you don't know what you know that others don't know. Put an offer out there in a trusted, trusted, safe environment and ask people what they're prepared to pay for it. Do that for a week and then you have your package and your market value at the rate that your clients and your customers are prepared to pay for it. That's the way, by having these conversations, you realise what you know that others don't know that gives you the idea of what you can launch in this situation. Rachel, that's a really good point about the networking because I haven't stopped networking. I just don't have all the travel time that I'm wasting in between. <laughs> I'm actually networking more than ever. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's, it's become very different over... Um, 
over the way we're using all the virtual networks now. So it has changed and I think people are still getting used to that and joining all the different groups. So it's actually really good. Um, but yeah, we just don't have all the travel I have to go to anymore. It's lovely. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love the fact I, I can just be anywhere in the country. And I mean, I'm going to be launching some more meetings next week. Um, and again, there's no geographical restrictions on who can be on my team. So I've got uh, I've got one one person who lives around the corner from me who's on a team, but I'm training up two people to join my teams next week, and one lives in Devon and one lives in um, uh, Chelmsford or somewhere like that. Hmm. You, you know, there's no restrictions as to who you can partner with at this time because you don't need to be in the same locations. Which I think is really a good point, and I think people haven't necessarily stepped away from networking maybe people that haven't networked before that are new to it might not be aware of some of these so i think it'd be good just to quickly touch on it now um very quickly now i presume you're talking about obviously the 4n network um other networking groups are available i know that bni have gone online um i know there's there's a couple of online pubs and things like that where you can kind of get in a network within those as well but i personally haven't done one of these online networking meetings yet um, I know 4N is a great one. Do you want to just quickly explain the format to people so they kind of understand how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Love to. So the format of 4Networking is you get, when you sign up through Eventbrite, you get a link to a Zoom meeting. And then an hour beforehand, you get an email from the group coordinator, again, reiterating the Zoom link, sending you to an eight-minute training video for Zoom if you've not used Zoom before. Um, telling you all about the presenter and who's on the team and telling you how to contact us during the meeting if you have any questions. Just before the time of the meeting, um, the, Zoom meet, the Zoom room is launched. So you get to say hello to people and you talk through again how to use Zoom in case you're not used to it. Then we, the group leader starts. Everyone has 40 seconds to introduce themselves to the room and to say what you do. Once you've done your 40 seconds, you're then invited to put that in the um, chat. And at the end of the meeting, we save the chat. We send that out to everyone who was on the meeting so everyone can get hold of details and things like that. Um, and then we have a member presentation, which, again, like every four networking meeting, is inspirational, motivational or educational. The thing it isn't is sales, because no one wants to be sold at. And for networking works off the fact that people get to know you, like you, trust you, and then do business with you. So you, um, so it's inspirational, motivational, or educational. And then in the background, whilst that's happening, the three one-to-one -one meetings that you have, they're pre-arranged in the background. And for those, we break out to phone calls. So there's a list goes up, and participant one on the left, rings participant two on the right. And then you have a 10 minute phone call chat. Um, and the reason that we're doing it on the phone is the phone is such a critical, critical element of business, even after all this is finished, but a lot of people aren't confident on the phone. So this is your way to have friendly conversations that are time restricted to 10 minutes and just build up that confidence. And then after 10 minutes, we all come back to the Zoom room and the number two one-to-ones, uh, are put up on the screen and again the person on the left rings the person on the right for another 10 minute chat and then the same thing happens for the third one and then we all come back to the room together to round off and say goodbye to each other so it runs for an hour and a half and it's absolutely brilliant 
I launched the first ever Sunday for networking event yesterday and we had 35 people in the room. It was absolutely amazing. Awesome. Oh, thanks for explaining that, Rachel. I know that I haven't been to one, but um, I'll have to make sure I do jump into one and see what they're all about. Uh, but yeah, for those at home, and regardless of people who have networked before or haven't, um, obviously being at home, it's a great opportunity to jump in and do that now anyway. Um, and so actually, Jay, sorry, can, I, can, I, can yeah. I just do a really selfless plug? I'm running the new networking event, Northwest, on Wednesday. So if anyone isn't confident but wants to come along somewhere where they'll know a face, I'll be on that call. So if you're not confident and you've not done one before, jump on that one. I'll be there. Tell you what, Rachel, even better, drop the link into the comments um, so people do want to get booked on um, or you've got a link so people can get more information, then they can they can jump on that and get that as well. Right then, Jay, I went a little bit off paste, but we're back to you with um, Optimism and Opportunity. Okay, so you mentioned about um, optimism and being that kind of always seeing the, situ the, the opportunity, always seeing the bright side and all the rest of it. I used to be um, I used to be an optimist like through and through. I would now describe myself, I think, as a as an optimistic pessimist, being that I like to consider the worst case scenarios uh, as well as the uh, as the opportunities. So I think it's good to have a balance on that. Um, the in terms of the opportunities, I think the opportunities that are arising at the moment, I think that people can see these one of two ways. And, and, and again, the other guys, uh, Haley and Rachel, both um, touched on this as well. Especially Haley was talking about kind of um, that kind of profiteering, which some people have been uh, accused of. Some people have been quite blatantly doing. And I think the thing is, it's it's a it's a fine line to tread because I've seen a lot of people saying, well. You know, it's supply and demand. If there's a demand for something and we can charge more for it and stuff because of the situation, then we will because it's supply and demand, right? Now, the issue with that is um, it's kind of almost artificially inflating the price of. It's, it's like, for example, if you were selling ventilators at an inflated price, um, then that could be seen as profiteering, right? If you were selling something that previously you were selling for a cheaper price at a higher price because of the situation then that's profiteering. Some people would see that as taking on opportunity. Uh, personally, I think the big opportunity here is to be the is, is to be the human. And what I mean by that is Haley mentioned that PR and marketing is a long-term game, and, and that's 100% right. A lot of people are trying to make quick sales during this period now i understand that finances are uh, are in uh, dire straits for a lot of people myself included i've lost 100 percent of my regular income as a result of um of uh, coronavirus and uh yes i am moving my business online which i've previously done as well so i'm quite used to working online anyway however my goal is not to make as many sales as possible now so i can get some money in the bank so i can survive my goal is to put myself in a in in a position where I can use the technology available to me to help as many people as possible. Yes, for free where possible. I'm not charging more for my coaching. I'm not charging more for any kind of service that I would give, despite it being more valuable now, especially on the kind of health and fitness side of things with people working from home and needing that, that coaching to replace what perhaps they were doing before. That's still available. However, what I'm trying to do is trying to help as many people as possible, put out as much valuable content as possible for free because when this all blows over the people that will be 
you 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 want you want to be remembered, right? And there's only going to be two ways of being remembered: either as um, selfish, greedy, profiteering, or as giving, generous, humanitarian. There's very little grey area on this because people are very binary. People are very um, they're, they're very black or white. And if they see something as a kind of uh, they're take, that you're taking the piss a little bit, that will stick in their minds. Whereas if you put yourself out there as being someone who's going to give, 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 then when the, all this blows over and the money's flowing again and people are earning again and your platform and your profile will be so much bigger that you will benefit off the back of that naturally. OK, so it's about giving as much as possible and it will come back to you. And you need to not be scared of that, despite this kind of people are getting sucked into this scarcity mindset of, oh, God, I've got to get money in. Right. Yes, you've got to get money in. But there are safety nets there. There are other ways there are. You can get you can get your outgoings um, reduced by things like mortgage holidays. A lot of credit card companies are reducing that. It's not all about making sales right now. The opportunity is the opportunity to be a uh, selfless giving generous person again okay, i think it's some fantastic points so there's a there's a quote that um that's used by a guy called frank kern that um i know lots of people listening and some of some of you guys will be familiar with as well um that i live by in my business and actually jay is it's perfect for what you've just said there which is to show people you can help them by actually helping them trick so we go out there and we actually just go, right, okay, before we work with any client, generally we'll say, okay, guys, um, this is your kind, this is where you've, we've found the problem. This is how I can help you. And let me show you, this is us actually helping you. And then later on, maybe when they have a bit of a budget to do something, then they will become a client. And we've kind of worked, in, that's the kind of process we've always used anyway. Um, so I think that people, the businesses kind of using that now is absolutely pivotal. Um, I think it's the best way to do it. It's the old LinkedIn technique. I talk to people about this all the time, where we've all had those spammy LinkedIn messages going, hi, so buy my shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't know you. Um, but with LinkedIn, if you one of the tactics we say to people is, look at someone's profile, see what they're about, look at what the posts have, they've done very, very recently. Maybe they're looking for something in particular, and this guy's looking for some advice on where he can get a company car, and I've just sent him an article going, hi, Bob, um, here's an article I found the other day saying, it, which is a comparison of where you can get the best company car at the best rate. I hope you find it useful. You help people and then they'll they'll feed it back and it's personable. So, yeah, definitely, Jay, I think you're absolutely spot on. Right then, guys. So we've got a couple of minutes. We'll just fire out some, some of your top tips for um, staying productive when working from home. Now, I think these are going to be points that everybody can use now. Um, they're kind of really quick tips that people can literally put into effect today and start seeing results in an hour. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so we'll, yeah, we'll go. We'll stay in the same order. Why not? Let's go to Haley. So actually, one of my top tips is what I use is something called time blocking. It's something very similar that Elon Musk uses. And what I do is I, I, I look at, all right, not necessarily a to-do list. I'll rename it now to the achievement list. <laughs> um, but I look at those tasks and I see how long each one should take me if I just sat there and cracked on with it instead of procrastinating halfway through. And I set it as an appointment in my diary. And then I set it for exactly the amount of time it should take me. And then I will only do that in sort of 
half an hour to an hour blocks, but then I'll have like an hour's break after or something like that, walk away and do something else that grab a cup of tea, watch 10 minutes of telly, something like that. Because I find I'm more productive doing that. And some people do find that because you wouldn't miss an appointment with a client. So why would you miss an appointment with yourself getting a task done? So there's one of my top tips. That's awesome. Thank you, Hayley. Let's jump across to Rachel for her top tips now. Hayley, you nailed that on the head. That's also one of my top tips is time blocking. My other one is how you prioritise tasks. And tasks, you look at them in different ways. Lots of people just feel overwhelmed when they look at tasks. They just have this list of tasks and it just gets bigger and bigger and they don't know how to sort it. So get yourself a piece of paper or a whiteboard if you can and you um, put that into a quarter. And you have high intensity, high time, high intensity, low time, low intensity, high time, low intensity, low time. And you write all your tasks on post-it notes and you categorize them as to how intense they are and how time consuming they are. And the word intense is there for a reason because intense could be the cost to you, it could be the amount of money it brings in, it could be the amount of concentration power it needs, it could be um, it could it could be anything and the word intensity allows you to be flexible on that so prime example one of my high intensity high time jobs was taking the dog for a walk because it took me out of the office and there wasn't much I could do whilst I was walking the dog until I discovered I could walk the dog to the bank and take the dog in and then that became a low intensity load time because I was using my time twice. So have a look at your list and prioritise them by intensity as well as time. Awesome, thank you, Rachel. I've got a bit of feedback on that. I don't know what happened on that one. Um, right, Jay, last but not least, let's hear some of your top tips for staying productive at home. Okay, so in terms of my top tips, my biggest one is really about automating behaviours. And that's what habits essentially are. They're automated behaviours. Now, we're constantly being told in business to automate as much as possible to free up time for doing the actual stuff which matters, right? So in business, we're told to like automate things like, um, you, you know, you've got things like email sequences and chatbots and funnels and this and that and the other. And all of these systems which are designed to automate certain actions, which mean that you're freed up to do the stuff which you're good at. Now, people don't seem to do that in their everyday life with their actual daily tasks that they have to do. And it's why people end up uh, unfit both mentally and physically it's why people end up unhappy it's why people end up overwhelmed it's because they've got tons and tons and tons of small actions that they have to remember to take rather than automating them so the issue with that is that um, you, you've only got so much mental energy right you've only got so much mental space and if that's taken up with remembering to I'm going to use exercise as an example I've got to remember to exercise, then that is uh, that's something that's playing on your mind. Oh, I've got to remember to do this, I've got to remember to do that. If you can automate those behaviours, then what you're going to end up with is far more mental space for processing the stuff that you have to do. And therefore, you're going to become more productive. You're also, if you if you automate the right things, you're also going to become a lot, a lot fitter physically and mentally. 
you're going to become your relationships will become better your work will become better quality your lifestyle and the way you live that your home your environment is going to improve and where i would recommend starting is with that morning routine and i saw a comment earlier on about um getting up earlier isn't any good for the night owls now I'm not going to get into the kind of the night owls, early morning kind of thing at the moment, because that's I could go on about that for ages. But in terms of getting there, we go. That's just come up on my screen. Getting up earlier is no good for the night owls. It's not about getting up earlier. It's getting up at the same time every day, because if you do it at the same time every day, and there's the same cue. Your body gets into a natural rhythm. You're playing with your circadian rhythm, not against it. So get up at a certain time and look at what your current morning routine looks like, because everyone has got a morning routine. It's the most routine part of your day. You do certain things. You might have a shower, get dressed. You might um, feed your pets. You might go and brew a coffee. You've got certain things and you will usually do them in a certain order. Write that out and then choose new habits to slot into that existing routine, such as drinking a glass of water, doing a set of 15 squats, uh, going for a short walk. Uh, writing down three things that you're grateful for. And and so, for example, you can slot that into existing things so the cues are there. Alarm goes off, you wake up, you drink a glass of water. You go to the bathroom, you do uh, 15 squats and 10 press-ups, then you get in the shower. After you get out of the shower, you get dressed, you go to the kitchen, you brew your coffee. While your coffee is brewing, you write down three things you're grateful for. And you're automating behaviours because it's done in the same order, it's done at the same time with the same cues until it becomes completely habitual uh, and, and it frees up this mental space for all the other stuff you've got to do. If you start your day with that kind of routine, and it's going to vary from person to person, so it's got to be right for you, you start your day with that, your productivity will be improved, your mood will be improved, your health will be improved, everything is better. Um, so that's my biggest thing is look at that morning routine and, and, and tweak that and make it work for you. Jay, that's awesome. And I love that as well. I love the, the gratitude side of it. I know we're going to be covering a little bit on gratitude later in the week on Thursday for those guys that want to know a bit more about that as well. But yeah, those putting those habits in. I love this book. You'll like this one. Yeah, big book. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. People haven't read that book, read it. Actually, I wouldn't even say read it. Um, audio book it. It's a lot better on the audio book than it is to read it. Um, but yeah, look at it. I, I do the same thing. And some of those habits that I put in mantras as well now. Um, and that's quite weird for some people when you first start and haven't done it before, like saying out loud the three things you're grateful for as your coffee's brewing or as you're making a cereal or as you go to get the cup out of the cupboards. Like once you put that into a habit, um, it does get a lot more natural. So I know, guys, it will feel a bit strange to begin with, but do it. And within a week, you'll be coming back saying, yeah, Jay is completely right. That definitely, definitely works. So, guys. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on the show today. It's been great having you all. Um, I don't think we've got any questions coming up right now, but uh, keep an eye on the feed. Obviously, if anybody has got any questions and they weren't able to watch this live, um, myself and the guys will keep an eye on the comments and we'll try and answer any. I'll try and kind of farm them out if I see them so that um, you can get the answers from the experts as well. But yeah, tomorrow... Um, another show. We're doing this every single day this week. So tomorrow we have um, another three guests on. Starting, and we're going to be covering um, tomorrow's Tuesday trends. We're going to be looking at marketing strategy. We'll be looking at tips and what to do on your organic social media um, and how to create some fantastic content. And the guests I've got for you tomorrow are somewhere. I'll tell you. I should know, shouldn't I? 
Um, we've got Th Fergus Matheson. So um, if anybody's looking at starting a podcast, he is an absolute pro when it comes to podcasts. We've got the organic social media king, Gary Jones. Um, he'll be on. He is a master of all things um, social media. And then we've also got Danny Wallace. Um, she is fantastic when it comes to creating unique content. So if you want to get some insights onto those, again, 11 o'clock tomorrow, wherever you're watching this, just watch it again, same place. Um, and again, guys, thanks very much for joining me. For everybody who's watched and commented and engaged, thank you very much. Make sure to share this. And if you know anybody that you think could benefit from these shows this week, make sure you tag them in the comments. Um, but for today, that is it. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Everybody stay safe. And from me and my guests, peace out. And thank you very much. See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.